0: Welcome to episode 94 of the Experiencing His Victory audio blog with Terry Tynder. This is the place where I read the blog so you don't have to. Today I'll be reading, What Does a Believer Have Authority Over? Part 2 from ExperiencingHisVictory.com, where we're pursuing life as God intends it to be. Last week we looked at the scriptural basis for the authority that we have in Christ and saw how Jesus gives us authority to become children of God. Today, we'll see how we've received authority to preach the gospel and to make disciples of all nations. Preach the Gospel The secondary of authority Jesus gave believers is to preach the gospel. Every single believer has the authority to preach the gospel the moment he or she is saved. Tell what happened. I remember telling people about Jesus and the gospel immediately after I accepted Christ. He had done such a great work in me that I wanted to tell others. It didn't take very long. I accepted Jesus as my Lord when I was in the military. I was part of the Triple Nickel F-15 training squadron at Luke Air Force Base in Phoenix, Arizona. Every day when the last plane landed, we'd break out a beer and start drinking. Every day. When I accepted Jesus, I felt that I wasn't supposed to drink alcohol again. It was something that was just in me. I was the type of guy who had a beer after work with the guys, but when I went out to drink, I drank until I puked or passed out. Drinking was not a good thing for me. So I quit cold turkey, and I haven't had a drink since, except for when a doctor told me to drink a beer or a glass of wine daily as a medicine for my heart. It wasn't hard at all to quit drinking. Smoking was another issue. So when it came time to drink our beer or two after work, I announced that I was no longer drinking because I'd accepted the Lord and felt that He didn't want me to drink. Boy, did that ever start a line of questioning. gave me plenty of opportunity to talk to my fellow workers about Jesus. Within a short time, I was able to lead my friend Harry to the Lord. I was also able to alienate a friend named George who was upset because I no longer went to the bar with him. Every believer has a message to share. You have a testimony that is yours and nobody else's. You can tell people how and why you came to Jesus. You can share the simple message of the love of God that people must repent and turn to God. Tell what you know. Sometimes we think that we have to have a vast knowledge to share the truth of the gospel. You don't. Just tell your story. Listen to the story of a man that was blind from birth. He was testifying of Jesus the same day that he was healed by Jesus. He was brought before the leaders to be questioned because he was healed on a Sabbath day. And here's what took place. They brought to the Pharisees the man who was formerly blind. Now it was the Sabbath on the day when Jesus made the clay and opened his eyes. Then the Pharisees also were asking him again how he had received his sight. And he said to them, He applied clay to my eyes, and I washed, and I see. Therefore some of the Pharisees were saying, This man's not from God, because he does not keep the Sabbath. But others were saying, How can a man who's a sinner perform such signs? And there was a division among them. So they said to the blind man again, What do you say about him since he opened your eyes? And he said, He's a prophet. The Jews then did not believe it of him that he had been born blind and had received his sight, until they called the parents of the very one who had received his sight. And they questioned him, saying, Is this your son whom you say was born blind? And how does he now see? His parents answered them and said, We know that this is our son, and that he was born blind. But how he now sees, we do not know. Or who opened his eyes, we do not know. Ask him. He's of age. He will speak for himself. His parents said this because they were afraid of the Jews, for the Jews had already agreed that if anyone confessed him to be the Christ, he would be put out of the synagogue. For this reason, his parents said, he's of age, ask him. So a second time they called the man who had been blind and said to him, give glory to God. We know that this man is a sinner. He then answered, whether he's a sinner, I do not know. One thing I do know, though, I was blind. Now I see. And so they said to him, what did he do to you? How did he open your eyes? He answered them, I told you already, and you did not listen. Why do you want to hear it again? You do not want to become his disciples too, do you? They reviled him and said, You are his disciple, but we're disciples of Moses. We know that God has spoken to Moses, but as for this man, we do not know where he's from. The man answered them and said to them, Well, here's an amazing thing that you do not know where he is from, and yet he opened my eyes. We know that God does not hear sinners, but if anyone is God-fearing and does his will, he hears him. Since the beginning of time, it has never been heard that anyone opened the eyes of a person born blind. If this man were not of God, he could do nothing. they answered him, You were born entirely in sins, and you are teaching us? So they put him out. John chapter 9, verses 13 through 34. The man wasn't a theologian. He didn't have a theological answer to their questions, but he did know that Jesus healed him. Wasn't it incredible how he challenged the leaders and proclaimed that they didn't know if Jesus was a sinner or not? But he did know that God hears the righteous and no one else has ever been healed of blindness now that's a testimony believe it or not you have a testimony that you can proclaim what has jesus done in your life share it with others don't know the answer to tough theological questions share what jesus has done in your life and leave it at that if people reject your message just remember They rejected the blind man's story, too. Make Disciples The third area of authority Jesus gives believers is to make disciples. When Jesus gave this command, his eyes were on the length and breadth of the globe. We're to make disciples of the nations. Go forth to all creation. Make disciples of not some of the nations, but to go to all of the nations from Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the remotest parts of the earth. As we go forth to proclaim the gospel, Jesus wants us not only to proclaim a message and get people saved, he wants us to disciple them in the ways of the Lord. Believers are to be baptized and then taught to observe the commandments of Christ. Every believer is an important part of the discipleship process. We usually put pastors and teachers as being the people tasked with training and discipleship, but that would be an unbiblical understanding. God makes it clear that everyone is part of the process of building up the body of Christ. Listen to what Paul tells the Ephesians. He says, he gave some as apostles and some as prophets and some as evangelists and some as pastors and teachers, for the equipping of the saints for the work of service, to the building up of the body of Christ, until we all attain to the unity of faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to a mature man, to the measure of the stature which belongs to the fullness of Christ. As a result, we're no longer to be children tossed here and there by waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by the trickery of men, by craftiness and deceitful scheming. But speak the truth in love. We are to grow up in all aspects into Him who is the Head, even Christ, from whom the whole body, being fitted and held together by what every joint supplies, according to the proper working of each individual part, causes the growth of the body for the building up of itself in love. Ephesians chapter 4, verses 11 through 16. Many within the church believe that it's the fivefold ministry of the apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teacher that's responsible to build up the body of Christ. They are the quote, professions, unquote, that God has chosen to bring the body to full maturity. The fivefold ministry equips believers for their work of service. The idea of equipping is that of a refitting of a ship or setting a broken bone. The fivefold ministry touches the hearts and lives of believers so that they can do the work of service and build up the body of Christ. Everyone's vital. Those being touched by the fivefold ministry rise up and take their place in the body and are an integral part of the body being built up. I'm going to put verse 16 in bullet form to highlight how the focus is on each part of the body doing its part to bring growth. From whom the whole body, being fitted and held together by what every joint supplies, according to the proper working of each individual part, causes the growth of the body for the building up of itself. Did you notice that it's every joint, every individual part building up of itself? You have an important role in making the body of Christ what it's designed to be. If you're missing, then something is lacking. You're an individual part of the body that God wants to raise up to bless and build His body. I'm a champion for the church. It's God's plan, not man's plan. Jesus said that He would build His church. The Word of God calls the church the body of Christ. When we speak against the church, we're speaking against Christ. Abandoning the church is not the answer. Yeah, I know the church isn't perfect and there are things that need to be changed in it, but it's God's only plan. He doesn't have a plan B. If you're not part of a local church, then I want to encourage you to do so. The church is looking for something you can provide. You're an important part of the body of Christ. You're a part of the resources that are necessary for the body of Christ to mature and be built up. If you're a part of the church and not serving anywhere, I want to encourage you to find out why you're there. What do you have to offer that would help build up the church, the people in it? You have special gifts that the Lord has given to you so that you can serve and build up others. In 1 Peter 4.10, Peter says, As each one of us has received a special gift, employ it in serving one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. It's as we serve others that we grow ourselves. You can only mature fully into who you are in God through service. Having a gift and not using it doesn't develop the gift. You may have an incredible speaking gift, but if you never speak, you'll never mature. You may have the gift of service, but if you never serve, your serving muscles will be weak. Everyone gets to play. It's only as you become a part of the church and fully engage in the building up of it will you be built up. That's God's plan. Walk in it. Here are 19 ideas that come from Scripture in what we can do to build up the body. Love one another. Be devoted to one another. Honor one another. Live in harmony with one another. Accept one another. Instruct one another. Serve one another. Bear one another's burdens. Be kind and compassionate to one another. Forgive one another. Submit to one another. Bear with one another. Teach one another. Admonish one another. Encourage one another. Build one another up. Pray for one another. Employ your spiritual gifts for one another. Clothe yourselves in humility toward one another. You're a vital part of the church. We can't mature to the fullness of Christ without you. are you looking for a community of believers who are longing for all that God has available and are pursuing Him with a passion? Do you want to have insights into the invisible barriers that are standing in the way of your spiritual growth? What steps you can take to gain the freedom and healing you desire? A library of resources that focus on the practical aspects of healing and deliverance, monthly live training and Q&A sessions, video courses focusing on specific areas of healing and deliverance, encouragement and support in your walk with Christ, then I want to encourage you to head over to the Experiencing His Victory Academy. It's our three-tiered membership site that includes both free and paid memberships. In the Academy, you'll find a premium course called Healing Your Broken Heart. And what it does is it takes you through the steps of how to heal the wounds in your heart. I'm also adding new videos each week for a couple of courses. The first one's called 30 Days to Knowing Who You Are in Christ, where we study what the Bible says about who you are when you come to Christ. And the second one is 24 Forgiveness Myths Busted. There's such an incorrect understanding of what it truly means to forgive, and I want to bust some of the myths that get in the way of you receiving the healing that Christ purchased for you. So for more information, go to experiencinghisvictory.com forward slash academy. That's experiencinghisvictory.com forward slash academy, where we're pursuing life as God intends it.